It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is November 25th, 2020. My name is Philip Ross. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. We're following me on Twitter at PhilipRR underscore O-N-D. On today's episode of Locked On Magic... We're going to talk a little bit about Wes Wundu and what the Magic are losing and what the Magic have gained, perhaps, from his time with the Magic. We'll talk a little, a lot about what that means for the long-term future of this team and kind of recap where the Magic stand as the offseason comes to a close and the regular season or the training camp gets ready to begin in a couple weeks. Before we do that, any of that, though, I do want to remind you all to get check out all the great podcasts on the Lockdown Podcast Network. We're searching for every download podcast for Lockdown and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast here covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, this podcast covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you can only find from a local expert who knows their team best. Want the lowdown on the Dallas Mavericks, let's say, since we're going to talk a little about Wessel Wundu. Check out Locked On Mavericks. They've done a lot of work on Wessel Wundu uh, over the last few days, so check that out when you can. There's a great podcast for you no matter whether you want the NBA, NFL, NHL, MLB, or college too. Check out your favorite team on the Locked On Podcast Network. Remember, the Locked On Podcast Network, it's your team every day. Today's episode is also brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. Again, that's promo code LOCKEDON to get 20% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Some minor housekeeping keeping to do before we get into the main topic of discussion today. The Orlando Magic made all their signings official over the last two days. Gary Clark, Michael Carter-Williams, James Ennis, and Dwayne Bacon are now all official members of the Orlando Magic, having signed their contracts um, over the last few days. Um, obviously, this was expected. It was reported over the weekend. Things got done very, very quickly. Not a lot to say about it. It's it's mostly... what What's left to say about it is mostly what we've said before. The Magic used free agency this year to kind of shore their team up and kind of keep them at least feeling playoff competitive. The Magic didn't make any dramatic moves to change their team's future. They didn't make any kind of huge, huge moves to to point toward a, a, a difference or, or, or turn the page over to the next uh, kind of generation of, of Magic fans or the next era of Magic basketball. This was largely an offseason to keep your books clean, which maybe the Magic have done, maybe the Magic have not. And to maintain your spot in the Eastern Conference pecking order. Obviously, that part is a little trickier. That part is a little bit more difficult. The Atlanta Hawks certainly got better. They added Bogdan Bogdanovich on top of all the other players that they added uh, and are seemingly now the favorites to finish eighth in the Eastern Conference. That's not to say the Magic are not in the running. As we mentioned yesterday, the early over-under for the Orlando Magic put them at 31.5 wins. That would put them ninth or 10th in the Eastern Conference. We also saw, I also saw a, uh, a power rankings from NBA TV, or NBA.com, and they had the Magic ninth in the Eastern Conference. This is all to say that, that 
despite everything else, despite the lack of activity, despite the lack of movement from the Orlando Magic, they are still largely considered a playoff team. They're still largely considered a playoff-capable team. And as I mentioned yesterday and as I mentioned throughout the course of the season and, and everywhere else, the expectation for this team, the standard for this team is to make the playoffs. And I will repeat this again and again and again until we get into the season and even far beyond into the season. Making the playoff field, that field of eight, not the play-in tournament, the field of eight is the goal. In fact, it's not just the goal, it's the expectation. Failing to do that is failing this season. But as I noted before, too, the Magic are beginning to turn the page. Um, just to kind of recap where we stand, bringing back James Ennis gives the Magic a guy that they can rely on to start at small forward now that, John, that with Jonathan Isaac likely out for the entire year. Magic did put in for a disabled player exception. We'll see how they, how they end up using that, if they do end up using that um, by the end of the year. Resigning James Ennis does that. that. Gives them some stability there. Gary Clark is a nice kind of 13th, 14th man. Dwayne Bacon is really a 15th man. It's not, Michael Carter-Williams will be in the rotation. It's not like the Magic did anything crazy here. So in fact, Orlando, and I've seen a lot of Magic fans kind of discuss this, is, is this year's team better than last year's team? And to me, that's a double-edged question. You look at this team's depth chart, and a lot of fans have said, we want to see young players get more responsibility, to take on larger roles, to kind of become the faces of this team. And I have to say, it may not be exactly how fans want it. Fans, I think, want these guys to start and want these guys to be able to go in and make mistakes and play through mistakes, and they'll be able to do that to some extent. But honestly, this season relies wholly on the young players. That's what we spent all of our episode yesterday talking about. Chuma Okiki is going to need to play. Cole Anthony is going to need to play. Um, Markel Fultz is going to need to play. Mo Bamba is going to need to play. I would say this. I think the Magic this year are more talented than they were last year. Cole Anthony, like we said, does have star potential in him. And I think that he can be a better player than DJ Augustine fairly quickly. But despite having more talent, this team is really difficult to peg because that talent is extremely young and extremely unproven. We don't know what Chumo Kiki is. We don't know what Cole Anthony is. Rookies are notoriously unreliable. They're promising. They've got potential. But they are notoriously unreliable. And so with that, I don't know if this team is actually better. My suspicion is it will not be, that the Magic may indeed take a step back. They were 33-40 and 40 last year. Um, you know, getting to 35, 36 wins and a 500 record would be a pretty solid job from this group, I would think. Um, but ultimately, how much better this team can be and what this team can do will rely on the health of Alfred Grimino, Aaron Gordon's development, and those young players stepping up. So the Magic are kind of betting on their youth. So for those that are waiting for the Magic to kind of turn the page and waiting for the Magic to begin trusting young players, this is the start of that. We're not, we're not there yet, but we are starting to get there. And I think the goal for this season, and frankly, kind of if you're looking at the big picture goals for this Magic team, the goal for this season, what the Magic want to accomplish out of this season, 
the playing season. I'm not going to talk about the extensions or anything. What the Magic want to accomplish is they want to see these young players take the reins and take control moving forward. That's what they want to see. And so, you know, honestly, let me back off my statement a little bit then. If the Magic miss the playoffs, but Jumo Kiki starting by the end of the year, or Cole Anthony and Markel Fultz look like a really promising tandem, then maybe the season isn't a failure. Maybe the Magic have had a successful season, and they get to maybe reload a little bit with some lottery luck or, or in the lottery in a, deep, in a deep draft this year. Maybe, you know, even if the Magic do fall way out of the playoffs and they start those, start those young guys and they finish the season strong after a rough start, maybe that makes a successful season. Well, maybe judge that as things go along. But at the end of the day, what's important about this Magic team, what's important about what comes next for the Orlando Magic is going to be that development program. It's going to be how young guys get better within the Magic system. And that, frankly, is a question that no one really has the answer to. We've seen that Jonathan Isaac's gotten better. We've seen Obama's gotten better slowly. And we've seen young guys get better. But no player represents the success of this development program and the failure of this development program quite like Wesawundu. We're going to talk about what his departure means for the Orlando Magic here coming up in just a moment. But it is Thanksgiving. Or it's almost, it's the day before Thanksgiving if you're listening to this on Wednesday. If not, no worries. And everyone is looking for the perfect gift to get ready for the holiday season. I don't have to worry about that. I'm Jewish. Hanukkah is not really the gift-giving holiday anyway. We just, you know, kind of piggyback off of Christmas. Give the gift of the best-tasting protein bar on the market, the best-tasting energy bar on the market. This isn't some energy bar that's chalky or granola-y or cardboardy or doesn't taste quite right. This isn't a meal replacement bar. This is a true protein boost bar, a bar that's that most in most flavors are less than 150 calories, a bar that tastes good and one that you want to eat not something that's a chore to eat to supplement your workout or get through your day. Built Bar is the best protein bar. And this Thanksgiving, this holiday season, they are dreaming of a white Christmas. Not just the dark chocolate. No, it's not dark chocolate or the milk chocolate or whatever it is. Not just the regular chocolate. The white chocolate. Ooh, that sounds good. I'm actually going to have to get on that. Get on that. Beginning Thanksgiving Day at 5 p.m., Built Bar is introducing all new white chocolate bars while supplies last. Check out the white chocolate cookies and cream bar. 130 calories, 17 grams of protein, and 5 grams of sugar. The white chocolate salted caramel bar with 130 calories, 17 grams of protein, and 4 grams of sugar. You can get two free candy cane brownie bars with every item purchased. And 25% off all products all weekend long this weekend. Go to BuiltBar.com and get 25% off for Black Friday. But don't forget to use the promo code to get an extra percent off. It's a great deal. Don't worry about it. 
And the deal continues on into Cyber Monday in case you miss it this Friday. You can check out the White Chocolate Cherry Sundae and the White Chocolate Coconut Deluxe Bars and still get your Candy Cane Brownie Bar. Plus receive a free advent calendar with every purchase with 12 Built Bites and 12 months of saving. This is all on Cyber Monday only, this Monday. So go to BuiltBar.com and get 25% off for Black Friday. Plus, don't forget to use the promo code to get an extra percent off. And then check it out again on Cyber Monday to get these new white chocolate flavors. Built Bar is the best bar on the market. Go check it out today. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner. And Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So at the heart of what the Magic are trying to do, really even dating back to when Jeff Goldman got in Orlando, was a development project. I've said this to so many people, and, and some roll their eyes at me on this, but the Magic are still a rebuilding team. They're still sort of at the beginning stages of things. And, and the playoff run in 2019, as I've often surmised and kind of said, the Magic became victims of their own success. They... they did something good, um, something perhaps a little unexpected, and they wrote it. And perhaps now we're seeing them write it to the end. And we're beginning to see that transition take place. So at the end of the day, what the Magic were hoping to do was to always develop their future. Yes, they will need the star at some point, and it would be nice to draft them because it makes life easier. But they want to be in a position to make a trade, and then they want to be in a position where even if they trade away some valuable assets, they will have players ready to step up and step in. Look at the Toronto Raptors, and and frankly, a little bit of the Milwaukee Bucks that that Jeff Weltman and John Hammond were in charge of. In Toronto especially, they have young guys on rookie contracts, on affordable deals, who grow into bigger roles. They felt, again, they, they felt okay letting DeMar DeRozan go because, yes, they were getting a great player in Kawhi Leonard, but they felt comfortable because they knew they had Pascal Siakam developing and ready to take the step up. They had Norman Powell and OG Ananobe who could who could fill in and, and take in roles as they let, you know, kind of higher-priced players go and grow into their own within the team's ecosystem that knew the team system, knew the team, knew what they were supposed to do within the system, as well as improve and get better. The Miami Heat are experts at this with guys like Derek Jones Jr. And, and so on and so forth. You know, even Justice Winslow before they traded him or Josh Richardson before they traded him or Tyler Johnson before they traded him. Again, it's a lot of... If you're going to grow from the middle, you need to draft players that can come in and fill roles, replace maybe higher-priced players, develop and either, you know, players that you'll eventually invest in or trade out to get the kind of, the kind of star player that you might need down the road. This is at the very heart of the development project the Magic are after. Jonathan Isaac was brought along slowly because they wanted to see him 
grow into a bigger role to the point where, yes, we expect him, you know, perhaps now to replace Aaron Gordon and make him expendable. So, you know, maybe, you know, you don't have to wait for the absolute right deal because the right deal is letting Jonathan Isaac start or have more responsibility. The same for a guy like Markel Fultz, the same for a guy like Mo Bamba. A big part and a big storyline throughout the course of the season is whether Mo Bamba can make a push to be a starter. Does he look like a starting player? And does that make Nikola Vucevic much more available on the trade market and as the team plans out its future? These are humongous storylines. And as you look at the Magic's roster today, those rookies, those young players that the Magic really care about are going to be coming off the bench. They're going to be playing limited roles, and their success in those roles is not only going to determine whether the Magic are able to succeed this season, but it's going to determine what the Magic do down the road, whether the Magic feel comfortable pushing these guys into bigger roles. That's the development project the Magic are after. And so far, it's it's hard to say they've been successful at it. So far, it's hard to say if this plan has worked, if the team is getting all it can out of these players, or all it can and all it should out of their development project. I mean, yes, Jeff Waltman has not been great with first and, with late first and second round draft picks. Melvin Frazier is no longer on the team. Barely got an opportunity to play. You know, Mobamba's looked okay. The top guys have looked okay. But no one's really burst through yet. And this is a very serious problem. As as I said, um, when we were looking at at player value, a big issue for the Magic is they are not getting enough from their rookie contracts. Those cheap contracts add up. And getting a player who can outproduce his contract especially on a rookie scale, is how things change. I mean, look look at the Mavericks. They're reaping the benefits right now of Luka Doncic being on a rookie contract. The Celtics until this year, until next year, they're reaping the benefits of Jason Tatum's rookie contract. Think of all the production they were getting for a guy that they now value as a max player. And that's where Wessa Wundu comes in. Wessa Wundu, by all accounts, did everything the Magic asked of him. When the Magic needed him, when the Magic had to rely on him, frankly, for the last two years, he delivered. His stat line isn't impressive. He averaged five points per game in 2019 and 5.8 points per game in 2020. Shot of effective field goal percentage was a hair less than 50%, or hair, hair above 50%. Nothing spectacular from him. There's a lot of metrics that suggest that even defensively, he wasn't that great, but He's a pretty solid and energetic defender. I, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt there. This was a second-round pick who didn't have much of a jumper to speak of. That was kind of viewed as just a wiry athlete. And nobody really knew what to make of him. The Magic gave him a chance. The Magic gave him a, a huge, uh, a, a, you know, invested a draft pick in him to see what he could do. And a big part of why the Magic made that 22-9 run to make the 2019 playoffs was because Wessa Wundu stepped up. He played exceptionally well. 
And this season was no different. Yes, he averaged the career high 5.8 points per game. That's not super impressive. But from January 1st until the season went on hiatus, when Jonathan Isaac was out with an injury and Wesawundu got minutes, he averaged 7 points per game, shot 40.8% from beyond the arc in 20.6 minutes per game. Inside the NBA campus, even with the with dealing with a concussion during one of the scrimmage games, Iwundu averaged 9 points per game and shot 46.7% from beyond the arc in 20.5 minutes per game. Steve Clifford said it all the time. If I could get Wesawundu consistent minutes every night where he could fill in a role that he knows what he's doing every single night, you will see him play well. If the second round, if, if drafting in the second round is like throwing a dart against a dartboard and you just want to hit on something, Wesawundu proved in the last three years that he's an NBA player. And again, every time the Magic needed him, at least in the regular season, the playoffs were a different story for him. Whenever the Magic needed him, he stepped up to the plate. This is a true development success story. This was a guy that no one was really sure would be in the league, would be able to sustain himself in the league and play meaningful minutes on a playoff-capable team. And not only did he do that, he was vital to it. Russell Wendy is clearly an NBA player. I think he's a back-end rotation player. I think that he deserves the opportunity to play in a rotation. And this is where the Magic failed him, and, and frankly, their development project seemed to fail a little bit too. Every opportunity the Magic had to anoint Wesa Wundu, a full-time rotation player, to give him that opportunity, despite all the trust that they seemed to put in him when they had to put it in him, they didn't. After Jonathan Isaac went down with an injury, the Magic platooned Wessa Wundu and Kem Birch together instead of making the obvious choice and just starting Wessa Wundu. After a little while, when the trade deadline came up, the Magic opted to sign to, to acquire James Ennis and they signed him again this offseason. Whether Wessa Wundu could fill that starting small forward role or not is certainly debate. He is probably a little too small to deal with it to guard some of the bigger small forwards out there. You know, maybe he doesn't have the positional versatility we all thought he did. But this should have been the role that Wessa Wundu grew into. This is why you put in the development time. This is why you reward players. This is how you reward players who put in the work. This is what the development project was supposed to be. To grow players to fill these roles so you don't have to sign James Ennis. And considering Wesley one who just picked up, just signed up for the minimum with the Dallas Mavericks, it, it feels silly that the Magic didn't keep their investment in Wesley Wundu. There might be a ton of other reasons, again, that, that the size issue is definitely something. Um, you know, no one's really sure whether his shooting is real because he shot really poorly in the playoffs despite shooting so well. Uh, throughout the course of the regular season. He may have wanted, truly wanted a bigger role that the Magic just couldn't guarantee him with the other guys they have on their roster. And maybe Wes doesn't want to accept a 12th, 13th man role. And frankly, if the Magic did right by him, by saying, you know, you're going to be playing the same role you did last year if you, you return to us, you know, 
what do you want to do? And he said, you know, I'd like to leave. And they let him go. That is admirable business. And so I think why the Magic do have a good reputation with agents and and, and, and are gaining a reputation around the league that, that hopefully will pay off dividends. That could be an investment that pays off dividends down the road too. But for the Magic's development project, this should have been the opportunity for Wonder to step up. This should have been what all that development time was for, to pay off when the Magic needed him to start in this season to let someone go and give a one do that opportunity, that chance. He's not getting that chance. And that's a failure on the Magic's part, to be frank. That is, that is a sign that the Magic's development project, while showing some good signs elsewhere, is not where it needs to be. To be sure, as I said, this is a developmental year. The Magic will try and make the playoffs. That is their goal. They want to make the playoffs. And Steve Clifford's going to play lineups and rotations that will give him the best chance to win. He is not here to coddle young guys. They've got to earn their keep. But this is a development year. This is a year to see what those young players can do and to see if the Magic can push them into this winning environment and see if they can contribute even at the smallest levels. And whether they contribute, whether they are able to do that, will determine whether this Magic team is successful. The development project continues. And for these guys, the Magic better hope they succeed where Wessawundu or where the Magic failed Wessawundu. Because these are the guys that are this team's future right now. And I hate to say it, even to rookies like Chuma, Okiki, and Cole Anthony, they're going to need to step up and prove they're worthy of the spot and the investment. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'll be off tomorrow for Thanksgiving, so I want to wish everyone a happy Thanksgiving. We have plenty more to get to. We'll talk about where the Magic go next uh, and continue to kind of rehash and and uh, reanalyze free agency and what the Magic have done. But we are going to take tomorrow off for Thanksgiving. So I want to wish everyone a very, very happy Thanksgiving. Eat lots of food. Um, Again, stay socially distant. Um, You know, hopefully, if if you are able to celebrate with your family, please do so safely. Um, Keep keep groups small if you can. uh, and, And please do enjoy the holiday as best you can during these times. Um, Certainly, we all need the break, but we also need to be vigilant and careful as well. We'll see you all again Friday for the next episode of Locked on Magic. Don't forget, too, to check out the latest episode of the Hollinger and Duncan NBA show. If you want to get basketball smart, it starts with the Hollinger and Duncan podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. NBA analytics pioneer and front office insider John Hollinger joins Dunked On podcast host Nate Duncan to bring you scouting reports, game breakdowns, and salary cap analysis. A must listen here 
uh, as free agency wraps up and the offseason turns into training camp. Subscribe to Hollinger and Duncan today wherever you get podcasts. You can also subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himalay, Google Play, Spotify, and all the places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at R underscore Amin. Of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. Lots of good stuff on Orlando Magic Daily over the last couple days. Be sure to check that out. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. Please have a very happy Thanksgiving. We'll see you all again Friday for our next episode of Locked On Magic. But until then, for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Rossman Reich. We'll see you all again for another episode of Locked On Magic. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.